Welcome to MIA 2K, your ticket from Miami to Seoul. We're Kathy and Laura, and we're so happy you could join us today. You probably know us from, just kidding, you don't know us yet. We're just two Miami girls with obsessive fandom tendencies who fell into the inescapable void of Korean entertainment. And we're here to share our insights and spill all the tea only grown fans like us can enjoy. We've done all the research and acclimating so you don't have to. Before we begin, please make sure you're following us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And if you love visuals like us, you can watch us on our YouTube channel. We drop episodes with our hot and sunny takes every week. Hi guys. So tell me you forgot how to podcast without telling me you forgot how to podcast. We'll go first. We were so excited to record this episode that we started talking nonstop and didn't realize that we completely forgot to introduce a second part until just now that we were editing. So to right our wrong, and for those of you watching us on YouTube or Spotify, we're here showcasing some of the beautiful images we got from our photo shoot at Gyeongbuk Palace, booked through Airbnb experiences. Our amazing photographer's Instagram handle is on the screen right now if you want to look him up. Now, without further ado, here's the missing intro to this episode. We spent two amazing weeks visiting four cities in South Korea, and we came back with the top 10 things you need to know in order to plan the most amazing trip to South Korea for yourself. Last week, we gave you part one with the first five things that included overall planning, airfare, lodging, transportation within the country, and the apps you need in order to get around to all the landmarks on your list. So now let's dive right into part two, starting with thing number six, which is cell phones, cell phone plans, and SIM cards. Enjoy. And speaking of cell phones, actually. Point six. Yeah, that's our point six. Make sure that whatever provider you have does international roaming. For T-Mobile, in a lot of plans, data and text messages are included mm -hmm. um, within the plan so they don't charge you for it once you go abroad which is one of the reasons why I have T-Mobile because I travel a lot. I do not like paying for shit because I know, for example, Verizon and AT&T, they charge like $5, a $10 day. a day. Yeah. So T-Mobile for us didn't charge. And then if you wanted to make a call, it was 25 cents per minute, which is a lot. But like if you're in an emergency, it's fine. It's okay. Yeah. As long as you know, like your plans, like we said, Kathy's phone had less signal than mine. So be aware that that could happen. And then depending on what cell phone carrier you have and what your international roaming is, it might be better to just get a Korean SIM card. Mm -hmm. So we actually ended up getting one for when we were in Seoul because I think it was was it yeah you were you were the one that it researched. was because yeah because a lot of people said that sometimes to make reservations at restaurants you had to have a korean number which ended up being the case a couple yeah. of times for us not just in right. seoul but even in busan as well right so we had planned to do that but with the, again with the very short layover that we had when we first landed in seoul because it was florida detroit detroit seoul seoul busan and we had an airport transfer in that process we were like, we're not even doing baggage claim. So we're definitely not going to try to pick mm -hmm. up a SIM card at the beginning of the trip. So we just talked it out and we figured that it was probably going to come in handy the most in Seoul. So we were mm -hmm. going to set it up because you can only get it at airports. Mm -hmm. uh, so we set it up to pick it up at the airport when we landed from Jeju to Seoul. And and yeah, again, it does, it does happen. Like not everywhere. Like the majority, I, I would say 90% of where we went was fine. We didn't need a Korean cell phone number, but there were three places specifically mm -hmm. where we had to put our names down and they don't accept yeah. foreign numbers. It had to be a Korean phone number. So, And aside from that, I think for the Kakao Talk, when I was actually, sorry, not Kakao Talk, for the Kakao Taxi, it required mm -hmm. a Korean phone number. So that was also a thing. And then in terms of the SIM cards, you should do research because there are different types of SIM cards cards some of the sim cards i saw just had data but it didn't include calls or even text messages so if you're at a restaurant that requires text messages you, you use the sim it. card for nothing well not for nothing because for just getting around you needed but in that case it's not useful we got one where it had data in like eleven thousand one worth of credits for texting and calling which is what we ended up using the little times that we needed or the couple yeah. times that we needed. So yeah. that is something to be aware when you choose SIM cards. Yeah. 
And also if your phone is, if it's unlocked, like if you have a carrier here that doesn't allow you to use your phone, you won't be able to use a Korean SIM card. So yeah, that's something that you should ask 100% your provider. And with proper timing, because I, I thought my phone was unlocked and then I realized that it wasn't. So I called like the night before I left and they were like, yeah, it'll be unlocked within 72 hours. My phone was never unlocked. So yeah. again, that was another- also- another reason why I was useless not useless but it wasn't useful for communication right I bought my phone outside of a carrier like I bought it directly from Samsung and that's why it was unlocked and then this is I feel like pretty important topic yeah number seven payment so I have a Samsung right so I was like (laughs) let me show off I'm in the country of Samsung like this is where my phone was born like I got this. Let me download Samsung Pay. Fail. <laughs> yeah. Like we talked Utter about this multiple failure. times. Multiple times we talked about this within our planning. We're like, oh, we're going to take out some cash, which I'll explain in, a, in like a second. And we're going to have some cash, but we're probably not going to use it because we're going to have Samsung Pay. Yeah. Samsung yeah. Pay said, mm, don't know them. We don't know them. <laughs> to not this us. day, I still don't know why it didn't work. I spent hours when we like had downtime looking why that shit wasn't working because I wanted it to fucking work and it just didn't like it it was it was such a big letdown I was like really Samsung I'm trying to rep you and you do this to me you do this yeah Laura loves to rose my iPhone for the camera and all these things but Samsung miss Samsung was not doing what (laughs) she was supposed to be doing she had one job she literally had one job and she said "Mm mm-mm Bye. So, <laughs> so yeah. So the next point is, again, I just mentioned the cash component. So all you need to know is if you need cash abroad, I read a lot about this and I saw a lot of TikToks about this and they're just like, just go to Hongdae and go to like some back alley and find the grandmas with a stash of cash. They give you the best rate. Love the grandmas. <laughs> love that. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> love that for them. But knowing us, and knowing life, I wasn't going to play with that. So what I did was, and also because the one went down significantly around early October, I was like, this is the time because it could it could go up before the trip. So we would have missed out on uh, on a lower rate. So you just, you go, if you have a bank, your bank account online, like I have Bank of America, somewhere in the dashboard, there's a thing for like ordering foreign currency. You check whatever country you want currency from you say how much you want in either like the country's currency or usd they tell you how much the the rate is for that day you agree to it i think there's like a seven dollar fee for either shipping or something it's a it's a small and not small but it's a, it's a fee so there's a fee on top of like whatever amount you ask for and then they ship it to you i think i got it in like three or four days it was very fast yeah. so we ordered 500 bucks i think is what we ordered to be safe because we were not going to use all of it we used all of it yeah we ended up using a lot more cash than we thought based on tiktoks and things we had seen people yeah. are like oh you only need cash for like three things and the rest is like by card not our experience and we use a lot more cash than we planned i've tried to i've compared like going to an exchange house outside of the bank and the bank always gives you the best rate, the more fair rate. Yeah. At least in the ones that I've seen here in Miami, the bank will give you a better rate. There's yeah. less fees, less trying to like swindle you. They're, they're a bank they got. They're yeah. Okay. And, and also you just like, you never know with like counterfeit yeah. or whatever. You don't want to be caught in that situation when you're abroad and where you don't speak the language. And if they have any bad impression of foreigners and you show up with any like bills that you didn't know, you know, it's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> this is our brains live in very dark places and we're always thinking about like the worst case scenario but we just like prepare it's not like being paranoid we just like prepare for these things right. so yeah and then i i'm an amex girl i've always been an amex girl and i knew from before going that it was mostly not gonna be accepted because even using it for like global interpark or whenever i bought things that were like we bought tickets in advance to go to things yeah. Amex was not accepted. So I, I had it already, like, I knew that it wasn't going to be a thing. So I used my debit card and <laughs> I, after the fact, like when Laura and I would do our tabs every like two or three days, cause we just like, one of us always paid somewhere and we were just trying yeah. to keep each other, like, you know, even 
I did get hit with quite a bit of foreign fees, which I should have known because it happened in London, but I just forgot. So definitely make sure if you're going to use your card abroad, that they have either some sort of like foreign plan where you don't get charged fees, like Laura's card, she doesn't get charged fees for traveling. Mine, I do. It's fine. Like I probably like all in all, if I do the math, maybe like 20 bucks cumulatively because it's like 23 cents 10 cents whatever like it's based on the amount that you spend it's fine i i can live with it it was my my bad i personally got i have uh two credit cards and i personally got them visas because i like to travel and i wanted to make sure that they were widely accepted Mm -hmm. also when i got my credit cards I made sure like one of my biggest selling points was whether they charge foreign fees or not. I am also a person that doesn't like to use their debit card outside of the U.S. And by outside of the U.S., I mean outside of Miami. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. Even if I travel outside of the city, I like to stick to my credit cards just because if fraud is committed, I'm not out actual money. Like with a debit card, that is the money that it's your money. Like that's what you have, right? It's also a little bit more tedious it's harder to to challenge those those right. those uh, charges yeah so that's why i like to keep everything in my credit card because i can just not get charge fees and if there is fraud i can just chop that card up call the bank and be like yo this isn't it and use my other card because i have two that i use and so- and if you book hotels with debit cards this is the one thing that i know about life and you cancel or whatever, it could take a really long time for you to get your money right. back when it comes mm-hmm. to debit card charges. So there are a lot of benefits to having a credit card over a debit card. And uh, yeah, so just keep those things in mind when you're planning your trip. And then another thing is that that blue Kathy's mind this whole trip, which is so funny to me. I just learn every day. And sometimes when I learn, I like to talk about it every day. We were we were laying down doing our, you know, putting in stuff or whatever, trying to figure out expenses. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to go into my bank account. Let me get out of the Wi-Fi. And Kathy turns around and she's like, that's true. And I'm like, yeah. So here's the thing, guys. Like, I've lived abroad. I'm a grown woman. I'm older than Laura. I've, I think I've lived in more places and everything. Yeah. But sometimes I just, like, don't think about these things or I've never heard these things. Or Laura does a lot of research in general, so she comes across a lot of information that is very useful. I don't do that kind of research for the most part, so I don't have that useful information. So whenever she blows my mind with things like that, I'm just like, wow. And then like for the rest of the trip, I was like, look at me uh, logging into my bank on the Wi-Fi again because the the LTE was not doing, was not LTE for me. So I just needed to log in and I was like, fuck it. Like if they hack me, they hack me. It is what it is. But <laughs> yeah, it was a very, um, very useful educational experience. So pro tip, whenever you go abroad or whenever you're anywhere, if you are on the Wi-Fi, on Wi-Fi your phone before logging into your bank account because they can log like they can see on the back end if someone is looking for the information of your yeah. login stuff they will be able to get it from you being on the wi-fi right and then the you know. um one other thing we did take out some cash in in daegu. korea it was in daegu i know for a fact that my debit card there's always fees when you take out cash from banks that are outside of your network Chase doesn't have that many sister sister banks. There are like Bank of America actually has a lot of sister banks yeah. where you can go and they won't charge you the fee. Chase doesn't really. Um, but I know that my card doesn't charge you any fees. And one of the things that the lady was super excited about, she was like, oh, my God, yeah, you don't get charged ATM fees. And I'm like, actually, this is super helpful for me. So we took out cash using my card because of that reason. And then another thing that I learned during my travels <laughs> was <laughs> I had a, a an instance where I took out, I tried to take out cash, but I didn't get any cash back. Like I didn't get any cash. It said canceled. But when I looked at my bank account, the bank account, like the bank had said that I had gotten the cash and it took a long time for them to figure out that I actually didn't receive cash because I hadn't. I wasn't able to tell them the exact number of the ATM that I used. Mm. This happened when I took out cash in Colombia. And so I could tell them where the ATM was located, but not the exact ATM number. 
So when we were taking out cash in Korea, I was like, Kathy, can you? She's like, can you take a picture of the screen? And I was like, what is happening? Sure. I'm like, I'm, so I'm the one who's documenting 99% of the trip. Like I'm it's taking true. pictures and videos of everything. Like Laura takes pictures too, but hers are more like aesthetic and like the, the architecture and whatever. Like I am literally filming every second of every moment. And I was like, mm, Laura, I don't know why we need to document the, the ATM part. Like, I don't, I really don't think that's helpful for anybody. She's like, no, trust me. I need to know the number of the ATM. And I was like, oh, okay. So yeah, again, I'm just learning things, you know, I'm just like living through Laura and her experiences. That's how we so, do. Pro tip, make yeah. sure you take a picture of where you're getting your money, just in case. Yeah. Just in case. And then I think the best, and I, I'm sorry, I'm speaking louder, but I'm super fucking excited because this has literally changed my travel experience when I go anywhere with friends, even just in the city, like split wise, bro. Split wise is great. Like Amazing. split wise. Laura and I use it not just for our trips, but even for like our podcast expenses, because all we, we spend money together a lot. We hang out a lot. Yeah. So like whenever we go out with friends for Laura's Bachelorette, she uses it with like over 10 people that were yeah. coming on to the Bachelorette. And it works really, really well, really seamlessly. The app is really good. You can take pictures of receipts and like forget about it. And it just, yeah, it just, it it's really, really seamless and really user-friendly. That's what mm -hmm. I can say about the app. And it just makes the, like the checks and everything just easier. Actually, Splitwise has another app that is called... I forgot the name, maybe plated or something that is specifically for splitting meals. So like mm -hmm. you can just put every amount of like, or every item and the tax and whatever, and the amount of people and what they had. And it splits it specifically. Like if you don't want to say like, oh, you know, split it halfway or split it in three, like evenly, if you don't want to do it and you want to do like a super fair splitting, Splitwise has a separate app for just meals. So you can also use that. Laura and I are both like, eh, it's halfway. It's fine. It's, yeah. it's good. And for and for Splitwise, like you can log and categorize everything. So if we want to know how much we spent throughout our whole trip on certain things, we can just go to the categories and just look at how much yeah. we spent for each like, like how much category. You spent on food, how much you spent drinks. on transportation, yeah. drinks, whatever. It and really has been like life changing. Like Splitwise, we're not sponsored, but like please sponsor please. us. Like we will keep talking all the great things about you because you're you're it. It's amazing. It makes easy like it. you literally don't have to think you just put in the information and it does all the thinking for you. Yeah, it's amazing. And it's free. Love it. And most, it's free. Of the, most of the features like it does have some premium features. We've never needed them. Mm -hmm. So you can use it completely for free. Just like put all your information there. Once the trip ended, we got to the ending balance of like how much does someone owe the other person? And then you put settle up you pay back and then it disappears it. like it, it's archived it's still there you can still access yeah. it but it's not in your main like dashboard anymore and mm. it's done so yeah it's really good can't speak highly enough of it love it okay point number eight and this was <laughs> a big hot question that we got a lot on instagram as well as from our friends and it is the language so as a tourist you may be surprised that a big majority of South Korea's attractions and monuments have plaques like that describe, you know, the year, whatever, when it happened. And it's only in Korean. And I was like, I can read Hangul, but I'm not very fluent. So how am I supposed to know other than like pointing my phone and with Papago, like, you know, what, what it says, like what, what the significance of this monument is. So we came to figure out two things while we were there. One is South Koreans actually do a lot of internal tourism. Like whenever Laura and I went anywhere, and it also obviously the fact that we went off season probably helped with this, mm -hmm. but there weren't a lot of other foreigners around. Like 98% of every attraction we went to, for the most part, were Koreans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. maybe except Seoul, but like Busan, Daegu, Jeju, most of the people were Korean, like literally everywhere. So we were like, wow, like they really cater to themselves and like they really foster this like excitement for touring your own country. Like we were kind mm. of fascinated by that because we were like, does this happen in the States? Like I don't see people trying to go like, yeah, we travel to like, I don't know, Denver or something. But like it doesn't feel the same as it feels okay. with this. But then when we realize it, it's like, you know, we have traveled to Europe, Latin America and stuff like that. And like 
every country does have like the plaques or whatever in their native language but the thing is we have been mostly used to traveling to countries that use the latin or roman alphabets so we can kind of understand a little bit of what's right. happening it doesn't feel like as big of a jarring transition so yeah so once you see like it's hangul everywhere except like there are some that do have the english translation but if you go if you're like a history buff or like something and you're go you're expecting to go and and especially to the smaller towns and seeing like a monument and like oh i want to learn all about it you're gonna need papago uh, and or like a map or something that has a translation or go online because most of the things that we saw were only in south and korean and hangul right. so it's not it's not necessarily friendly for foreigners to read and yeah on that note the busan and seoul airports they're pretty big airports it wasn't that big of a difference in terms of they had everything like in different languages but the jeju airport was much smaller and you could feel it <laughs> like they had but it was also like better in some ways like the the it yeah, was yeah. we saw it and it, it was it was like oh damn like you know it was like almost better than the busan one in some ways the language wasn't that good but the amenities were good like they the had language... like a specific foreigner line you know and stuff for us like at the, right. at the jeju airport so it give you give and take every airport is a different experience really yeah with jeju just the language it, the main things were in english but a lot of the tiny things that would help us trying to find our fucking car <laughs> we're not it's in all avis's fault like they <laughs> like... did say like rental car gate five like that was clear and multiple <laughs> signs for it it was just avis's fault so avis don't sponsor us don't fuck you because we struggled with like our bags and like putting up our hair in knots and we we're like trying to have a <laughs> we were barely in jeju for two days and we we're trying to make the most of it and we weren't able to because of your shitty signage and lack thereof or at least like you know in your email that you send be like go to the what was the thing called sk go to sk transport whatever yeah N never did they Nothing. ever say that nothing 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 and we read everything laura read everything i read everything because <laughs> she booked it i didn't have it on my phone so <sighs> she booked everything anyway so kathy is very good at languages um she has a gift for languages obviously i'm not saying i i see your face i'm not saying you're a hundred percent korean speaker but languages come easier to you than like sure. for example me right she's been in this korean entertainment world for a tiny little less than I have. And she can read Hangul. <laughs> she can say things. Right. And like people were saying, oh my God, your pronunciation is pretty great. Like one person said that and it was just Kamsamida. So it was not whatever. <laughs> In general, she's gifted with languages. Sure. I am not. I only know Kamsamida and Anyong. And I said nothing. <laughs> and even with that, I could move around fine as long as you're not afraid to look a little bit crazy and do sign language and do charades you're okay like you'll you'll be able to make it yeah it might be because maybe we're a little bit of like seasoned travelers that were able to not be afraid of doing those things but yeah. like it really shouldn't stop you from going like yeah English isn't that common, but you'll be okay. Just yeah, you're gonna struggle a little bit, but it's it's but not it's, it's not it's not unmanageable. Like you, we went like in well, we arrived in Jeju, and we went to a gimbap restaurant. And a, a lot of these restaurants have like monitors where you can order, and like you know, in Busan they had like the English tab, and then we got to Jeju, and there's no English tab anymore. And in Daegu the same thing. So when that happened, we were like, and then people are behind you, and then you're like you know shooting and then the phone's taking long to like blow with the papago <laughs> it's a little bit of a struggle but like as long as you go prepared to like not be the center of attention and the moment because you are not korean you'll be fine like yeah, you just like okay. you're a foreigner and they are accepting of that and they'll help if they can if they know but sometimes you will find places where there is absolutely zero english in writing or the person like that yeah. is there and you're just gonna have to figure it out. And Laura did really well with the sign language. I tried my best with like the few words that I could manage. And I blanked out so many times that like, I couldn't even say I don't speak Korean. Like I had I had the phrase memorized, I had the TikTok saved, I had the screenshot on my phone. And then like I got on the plane back from South Korea to Miami. And then I was like, oh, that's how you say I don't speak Korean. My bad. <laughs> like 
it just it happened like you know we, we weren't having fluent conversations with people that we no. that, that didn't speak english so no. it's fine i was just nodding my not like not nodding but like uh shaking my shaking, head whenever yeah. people spoke to me in korean i was like mm, 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 mm. <laughs> and then i would do signs and just figure it out the yeah. one thing that did surprise me is in busan we stayed in the middle of the financial district in a business hotel and the people in the lobby didn't have they spoke english but it very it wasn't super as, proficient right as proficient as i would expect from a business hotel in the financial district of the second largest city of south korea yeah so it was it was like a little bit like oh okay yeah for me where it was jarring is when we went to gamson village and again we're not saying like oh you have to speak english to cater to me we're not saying that we're saying if you are in a place where you are going to have a lot of contact with foreigners and it's like a highly touristic attraction we really did think that they were going to be a little bit more easygoing with the english or just more adept with english but when we went to gamson village the tourist information center house like it's literally yeah. called the tourist information center in english in english, in english. It, it's not papago that i was like oh tourism stuff here no it says like stop here and they're like trying to get you to buy a map and whatever very little english very little english but yeah. they're like 2001 you go here purple line orange line okay okay like that's that's about as that much as it. they yeah. say and that's about as much as you need to know so yeah they know the basics but yeah. it was very surprising that in those like key areas where yeah. again like laura said like middle of the financial district with like we were there during conferences like we saw people yeah. going to conferences like we the first day taking down the elevator the <laughs> elevator stopped in every fucking floor and we were like dying and, and it was like a lot of foreigners were, yeah and it was foreigners like people of all kinds just like not like many koreans that was like the, probably the first the place where we had the least amount of korean people in that yeah. elevator ride that was it yeah. uh yeah so that that's that and then for me the other thing that i'll say aside so personally speaking you can take this as you as you will and if you're an american and you feel offended by what i'm gonna say then you are <laughs> yeah. the problem for me more than the language what you really need is cultural knowledge and sensitivity like south korea is a country that is all about respect and hierarchy, all about mm -hmm. it. If you don't know someone, if someone is a stranger, if someone is older than you, if someone is your senior in, in the department that you're working with or like the area that you're in, there is an automatic layer of respect added. And when it came to us, like, I don't know, I, I'm not trying to invalidate the experiences that people did share on TikTok about getting turned away, being foreigners. Maybe that didn't happen to you. And it wasn't because you were Americans and it whatever, like shit just happens to people. We're not going to say that our experience is the standard. But in our case, in two weeks that we were there, we had one rude waitress in Busan in a Nampo restaurant. But she was rude to everyone equally, both the Koreans and to us, the chicken place the that she like hated her life. I thought you were talking about the one in Seoul, the noodle place, where she was like not having it at all either. Which where one? she was like, uh, when 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 I when I came back from Namsam Tower, uh huh, and and like we went to that noodle place. Oh and, oh, but that was I just took like they slightly were longer. They yeah, were yeah. packed. Like that was That's different because they were oh, like yeah, yeah. slammed. Yeah yeah. It I was had a definitely... Michelin star restaurant. Everybody wanted to go there. It's Myeongdong. Like that shit is packed. I forgot about the chicken place because like in the end. Like we understood her. <laughs> yeah, we got it. We totally we're like, girl, we get it. Cause we first of all, we got there like at five. Our jet lag was jet lagging Ugh. majorly. And then we're like, like, you know, whatever. And then she's like, What do you want? And like we're just like pointing at the menu. And then she like left before we could even order like the soju. We're like, we need to drink, ma'am. And like the thing is when you go to Korean restaurants, like they kind of not all of them, but uh a quite a a big amount of them you order something and they bring you like the check and then like you order something else and they bring you the check for that. So like they kind of tab like kind of like when you go to a bar basically, but right. that's how it is like the restaurant experience. So this girl literally was like ignoring us, wanted nothing to do with us. Like she at one point, the only, she never spoke to us actually. She, we were the ones trying to like speak and say things and we're like, <laughs> like all the midas that you can imagine we're trying to say and she was not having any of it. But then we saw that there was like a table of like older Korean men and she was treating them the exact same way. Yeah. So uh, again, back to the point. If you go to South Korea as an American, expecting American customer service, you are going to be very disappointed. 
and you are probably going to get yelled at because that's not how they are, how they operate. In South Korea, at the restaurant, they don't come to ask you, hey, how's the meal? Bitch, they know the meal is good and you better eat that shit. They don't give a fuck if you like it or not. Like, not a single fuck. They're like, that's spicy and you look white as fuck. Can you handle this? Oh, okay, we'll serve you. And then that's on you. Like, it's 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 very different from here. And you should just know that. Like, you're not, you can't go to another country and try to educate them on how they need to serve you because they've been serving their own people for centuries. And who the fuck are you, you know? So for me, it's very important to to get that message across that the cultural respect and the cultural understanding is much more important than the language. language because we did not know many words, but we like I was bowing before I went to South Korea, to be honest with you, because I watch so much Korean content and like variety shows that I'm just like naturally go to Walgreens and I'm like, hello, like it's I'm just I was I was done for like I was already like kind of in that mindset of the bowing and stuff so I was bowing when I was there I said Anyozio, I said Kamsamnida, I said and like they were just so grateful that you even try because they know it's hard they they genuinely understand that their own language is hard and it's just like they appreciate the effort and we and again this should not be an incentive to anyone and it wasn't an incentive to us is not why we were conducting ourselves in any sort of way I'm just personally like my dad just raised me with like respect as like the top thing in my life so I have a very ingrained deep admiration and like whatever for respect so we got like free shit everywhere like they were just like oh foreigners here taste Korea oh what's your favorite drink this is what you like here's a drink for you and here's I'm take a shot with you and here's a, ha a hangover cure and here's free fruit and here is a cake like we got free shit everywhere yeah. just because we were decent people like and again that should not be an incentive but I'm just letting you know that if you are respectful and you are mindful of their culture usually they will treat you kindly and there will okay. be some rude people because there's rude people everywhere mm -hmm. and you shouldn't expect American customer service because that doesn't exist really anywhere else so because they're not working for tips they're not it's only a problem here because people work for tips here so they have to put on their a game and sweeten you up to try to make a livable wage yeah so when you don't have that people are just going there like we might go to the office get our job done and then go home yeah so there's that yeah so just don't don't worry about the language it is good to know the language to oh, know sure. mostly how to say like probably like how much is this or like no amounts of money because they they do speak very fast and like the money like I did a I did a, a not so fun one which like the first day that I was trying to get the the transportation card the t-money card topped up I was like thinking in my head about the numbers and the, like the sino system and the native system and like it's so fucking confusing and I was like trying to say 10,000 so I said 10 and thousand which is like ship chong and he looked at me like you dumb bitch it's not that whatever you think you just said he looked at me like you are getting like exiled right now and he's like man and I was like oh that sorry so yeah it's it knowing the numbers is probably helpful but it's really difficult because there's two systems and they use it very differently and just knowing the very basic thank you and hello can get you very far very far very very far i just let kathy do all the talking and just kind of like and i let laura do all the signing and the charading because she was like perfect for it she was ready for that and also like just you know things to Primed. know maybe you've seen it in shows or whatever <laughs> if, you've, if you've been interested in going to South Korea like if you're gonna pay for something or you're gonna give something you like hold like the middle of your like arm to like show respect and I was like that's so beautiful because here in Miami you're just like here take it <laughs> like it's so disrespectful and so like I don't know like uneventful but they're like every right. interaction is like here here's my delicate right. card for my delicate hand and I'm not a delicate person so I think that's why I like it because I'm not very subtle so anyway just know those little those little things go a very long way yeah just research whatever culture you're visiting and see what it is that they do so you can follow along and be respectful because you're there as a visitor and that's it yeah like just be nice yeah. it's not hard yeah. <laughs> I'm not that nice like... <laughs> that's why she let me do all the talking <laughs> literally <laughs> we have our different Kathy strengths has a sweet disposition <laughs> yeah we have our different strengths and we play them up and that's why we get along and we have like a great time together so anyway it that's is true 
that that is point eight, and now we're heading to point nine, which is activity. So, so fun, so fun. So if you're thinking about going to South Korea, or you've been wanting to, or like you've never heard of it, and you're coming across this episode, and you're like, hmm, what is there for me? Listen, everything. South Korea has something for every single type of traveler and every single type of trip that you want to take. So whether it's nature, history, cultural or traditional heritage stuff, architecture, fun, stuff for the foodies, stuff for the drunkies, uh, K-pop and K-drama, like tours, whatever, or aesthetic if you're looking for plastic surgery or like maybe some sort of like whatever, something that is like more geared towards your aesthetics, uh, South Korea is it. Like they really have something for everyone. So we're going to go into like just a tiny little bit of detail here of a few things. And then we're going to move on to the next thing. So. One of the things that I asked Kathy before we left, I was like, Kathy, are we doing hiking? <laughs> and she was like, fuck no. And I'm like, all right. So one of the reasons she asked why I to asked- know if she should pack her, her, her shoes or not. That's exactly what I was going to say. Like, I just wanted to know, like, since COVID hit, Ryan and I have been doing a lot of trips where we do go hiking. So I, I have really sensitive feet. Like, it's weird. It's not weird. I'm just, my feet are sensitive. So I have like special hiking shoes and special hiking socks that I like to use, which I actually did use the hiking socks just for regular everyday work. Same, send them to me. And bro, they really do help. Bejigas, what are those called? Uh, ampollas like uh blisters blisters never heard of them sorry <laughs> i heard of them i got five it wasn't it wasn't the socks the, the socks couldn't help it was because my feet were like so sausage vienna like bloated from the flight yeah. uh, that i never recovered and then the shoes were like i'm sorry ma'am like this is I'm not what we signed up hard. for <laughs> but so i i just wanted to know for the hiking and i i do like some hiking so i just wanted to you know prepare myself we didn't do well, you know, we did more hiking that we we originally did way expected. more hiking than <laughs> I wanted, than we expected, that we were ready for, dressed for. Yeah, it was yeah. fun. I'm looking at you, Deku. So. <laughs> I appreciate it. Hatsa, hatsa. I love that. Yeah, them. no, it was it was fun. Here's the thing: I'm not particularly fond of like going up hills because <laughs> I either. fall and whatever. But yeah, no, I was like. I told her, I'm like, listen, I would love to like Namjoon the fuck out of this trip. But at the same Oof. time, that that side of the Namjooning is declined because uh, we have limited time and hikes. Yeah. All the hikes in the mountains, like even Laura looked into this. Most of the mountain hikes that we saw take like five, six, seven hours. Yeah. So it just like takes up the whole day. So it yeah. it wasn't really something that we like were like, this is an absolute must for this trip. Like, right. Again, this was like the if we never get to come back to Korea again let's do all the things that we can and hiking wasn't necessarily part of that Mm-mm. thing but again we did go up a lot more like hills and stairs and things that we like anticipated which was totally fine and nature. Uh, we didn't hate it Mm-mm. so foodies tiktok is full of all the restaurants that you must try and whatever so we will have a blog that talks about all the places where we ate we did struggle and Laura mentioned this quite a few times like we rely on eater a lot the website that ranks like really good places to eat that wasn't really available for most cities was it in Seoul did they have it in Seoul it was only in Seoul yeah so we were not really sure like in Busan like what's recommended whatever and whenever we would look a neighbor it would be in Korean so we didn't really know like if Laura was gonna die or not from the ingredients so we weren't really sure in that sense but anyway so we'll do a blog about food and we'll include all the places that we ate we didn't really have bad food anywhere I think everywhere we ate was pretty good some places stood out just more than others but everywhere was pretty great and so what we will say though is for drunkies if you want to drink south korea is for you so first of all a lot of people in miami whenever i'm like i go to parties i've always been a a vodka girl i don't really drink dark liquor so when soju came into my life i said you're mine forever and ever because it's like the best lightest like little buzz ever it doesn't give me any hangover and it's relatively cheap for like not here not no even here is pretty cheap to be honest but like you know but like because you get smaller bottles so like for seven dollars on the on the more expensive side you can get some for like five or six like the ginger like our our soju is seven dollars a total wine so you you can get a pretty good buzz so in korea though because they don't have drugs they're like alcohol is gonna be 
a thousand one across the board. So you can drink a lot with very little money. And right now I think the one is around like 1300, uh, one to $1. So you can get a lot with just like five bucks. You can probably get like fucked up. Yes. And so, yeah, so a lot of soju, a lot of things. And we actually found a Macaulay tasting on Bye. Airbnb experiences. Huh? It's Kathy. Not me. Well, I had to do some research, okay? <laughs> so, <laughs> and I also had added things to the list literally two years ago. And Laura was like, you added this to the list. And I was like, no, I didn't. And she's like, yeah, you did. And I did not even remember. That's the extent of my research. But we had talked about going to some like soju tasting or something. So I was like, I got this. So I looked on Airbnb experiences. I don't even remember how I found it. Oh, because I looked online at like Macaulay tasting and everybody recommended this one like on Reddit and whatever. It was this one specific one with this guy named Sam. We're going to probably do a blog about it. We had a great, fantastic time. We both bought Macaulay and brought it back with us. This was before Jen came out with his Macaulay like episodes. And so, yeah, so we both have Macaulay in our homes and it was really, really good. It was a great tasting. We met some people that we befriended that day and then we went and hung out at night. So it was great. And so, yeah, I highly, highly, highly recommend this particular tasting. Sam does offer other activities like soju tasting. His soju tasting, though, goes up to like, you know, 50 something percent proof alcohol. So like if you want that kind of a tasting experience, by all means, go for it. And then he also does like trails and hiking things or whatever. He's really cool. He speaks great English and uh, he's a fun time. So Sam, if you see this, call me. For whatever purposes you yes. want to call me for. <laughs> Sponsorships, getting married, whatever you want. I'm, I'm open to all the things. Aside from drunkies, and I do want to go back to food. I We've mentioned it a lot. I'm allergic to a lot of things. Uh, one of the bigger things is shellfish. The signs, please beware, the signs are not always 100% clear. There was a fish stick well it's not a fish stick a fish cake that I saw that we bought at a train station that literally said just like ingredients that I'm not allergic to and then I took a bite of it and it had shrimp and it was even a big though bite. yeah even though in the description it didn't say it had shrimp yeah. like I don't know if it was just like yeah all of these have shrimp you dummy or they just don't really have those issues over there maybe people just They're know like, if you die you die <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know maybe people just know to be super 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 aware I just trusted I mean the there's evolutionary said. differences in every country like you know they don't they don't have the gene for like body odor so like maybe they just right. don't have as many allergies like developed or they don't care or they don't know so right so each meal for me was basically a Russian, Russian roulette, roulette. <laughs> I never knew what was going to get to me one day and we ate at like a, a food court and I got a meal that was literally nowhere did it say it had any shellfish. I still don't know what it had, but I had like one of the banchan and it had something that made me feel not okay <laughs> she means side dishes she's just so korean right now oh wow, yeah that's okay it's like you're like i don't even speak korean guys but the banchans totally got to me uh one of the side dishes definitely got to her because the main dish yeah. didn't have anything so yeah and yeah, i have no idea what it was they don't really have a lot of detailed explanation about the ingredients and so definitely if you're allergic to things watch out for that and take bring an your epipens bring your allergy medicine just Take one actually each morning if you're like me. It's important. You and don't bring it in your bag because <laughs> Laura was a dumb bitch that I wanted to smack a lot of times, especially two fucking days where she didn't bring, <laughs> yeah. she didn't take it in the morning and she didn't bring it with her. So we mm. were like looking for pharmacies to buy allergy meds at, which like in itself is a risk of like you being allergic to the medicine and the allergy medicine. Right. So, and pharmacies aren't open like here 24 7 so you have to be mindful of that too Sundays might be a little bit iffy we didn't really have a problem in Seoul but in the smaller cities even though Busan is like the second largest I did notice that pharmacies are not open on Sundays Daegu we went on a Sunday forget about it like nothing. we should have known like forget about it nothing it's <laughs> nothing. like well if you die you die at least you yeah. died doing what you loved. Yeah. So that that's also something to be aware for people like me. Just looking out. <laughs> Moving on to less death related things. 
Luckily for us, we went two people. <laughs> because Korean culture is very much about community and that translates to even food. Mm-hmm. If you're a solo traveler, you might not always find a place to eat. Yeah. You have to look for specific restaurants that cater to solo people because most restaurants that we ended up going to, whenever we went to order a food item and we're like, can we get one of this and one of this? And we're like, no, you can get one of either of them and it's for both of you. And even even though Lauda and I have a lot of similarities and a lot of like Venn diagram circling coming across of like matching, our food taste and our food tolerability or tolerance is not one of those like four nope. percent to the fucking max yeah. i am very sensitive to texture and i don't need a lot of like foods and i'm just like grossed out by a lot of foods too while laura is just like allergic to all the other foods that i'm not grossed out by and she's more willing to try and like more adventurous with her palate so we struggled a lot with like yeah. finding a dish that could cater to both of us because it was mandatory at that restaurant to pick something that was for both of us to share. We asked a girl that we met that was doing traveling by herself. And she's like, yeah, I just had to like Google or like research to make sure that that restaurant accepted just one person. She So she didn't have, she had been in, in, in South Korea for a little bit longer than us, I think. She was about to leave basically. And she hadn't had Korean barbecue until she was with us because Korean barbecue is one of those meals where you need more than one person so unless you're willing to spend a bunch of money and waste a lot of food which why would you you're not going to be able to do it so yeah and then I think Laura wanted to mention this this is more like very hyper niche specific for those looking for k-pop and k-drama like activities I mentioned earlier global interpark is a bitch to deal with because so there's like there's interpark and there's global interpark and you need to know the difference between the two like you can't really do a lot of things on interpark even if you have like the english translating settings to it because you're a foreigner and they won't accept your card that is not from south korea Mm -hmm. so you have to do make sure that you are on global interpark to be able to run your transactions and then we had like a little bit of a mess up one day where like um we had talked about we were gonna go to the hype building so and we did this early on in the month that we were planning for things and like we were laura was at my house we were buying tickets for all the activities that we were doing and then when i went to buy the ticket for hype it only allowed me to buy one ticket at a time and we were both like this is so fucking stupid because like what if it's a family of four what if it's a dad that -hmm. is trying to buy tickets for his family like how would he like would he have to create accounts for all four people the answer is yes because they won't even let you buy multiple tickets from the same account so you have to be very mindful of like which activity you're going to. Global Interpark is mostly around like K-pop and events and concerts and like they also have products or whatever. So again, just make sure that you are on the right Interpark place, whether it's like South Korea or global. And then look at their limitations for how many tickets you can purchase for an event because there might be a very big limitation, like one person. And you're going to have to have multiple accounts so you can buy multiple tickets for things. And then one last thing, if you're into K-pop and you're going to South Korea, try to find a concert. Kathy actually really pushed for this. I was a little hesitant just because in the U.S., K-pop concerts take a lot of time. And I was like, we're going to South Korea for such a small amount of time. Like, do we really want to spend x amount of hours just for a concert the answer is yes yes you do the experience is completely different from what we have in this side of the world especially if you're hispanic it's very very different but it is worth it just to live it and to say you went to a k-pop concert in south korea like come on especially like (sighs) if you've gone to a k-pop concert here a lot of the culture of the k-pop concerts has traveled here so we Mm -hmm. do see where like all of these things originated but it was very different like you know we haven't been to a concert here where like the entire arena stadium auditorium location knows the fan chance we haven't been yeah. to one of those like because a lot of people don't feel comfortable screaming in korean which is totally understandable we are those people Lara doesn't even look at that fan chance i try but like I so it depends so hearing the entire fan base like sing a song harmoniously as if they had been training for this moment their whole lives which probably they have was just like an out-of-body experience i still can't get over that moment me neither 
so we and again for me it was just like go to any concert like I didn't care what the concert was unfortunately like the timing of our trip if we had gone to be there for the weekend of the 18th 20th there were so many concerts that weekend but we were so many so the only concert that we that was available during the time that we were there oh and also like the cities kept like avoiding us because there was like the street <laughs> men fighting but like we were in Seoul and they were in Busan and they were in Busan yeah. and we were in, like it was just a uh it didn't work the math wasn't mathing but the one mm-hmm. concert that was available was treasure which i've been like recently getting into them as of like march or april so i definitely was like you know louder like i know this group like i promise you like they're worth it i know like you know we don't want to waste a lot of time but like when else are we gonna say like we went to a concert in south korea and like a k-pop concert nonetheless mm-hmm. so we did end up going and it was a really good time like even though we couldn't like stand up and like live our best ratchet like u.s girls going to a concert lives i was explaining to laura like this actually makes sense because it's kind of inconsiderate like if someone stands and everyone behind them has to stand and then you have to stand the whole concert and not everyone can so that's something to consider so it was it was different it was definitely fun it doesn't really like take too much away but laura was definitely like she felt i think she felt like she had a seatbelt on and couldn't get up because that's her mode is she needs to get up and dance like that's what she does at concerts so yeah and they do sell beer uh, at least at the KSPO dome, they own, but they only sell it like up until the concert starts. After mm-hmm. the concert starts, they close all the concession stands. So make sure that mm-hmm. you get all the drinks that you need before the concert starts. That's right. a pro tip for you. And we'll talk a little bit more about this particular experience in another episode because we have a lot of notes. Yeah. So oh, right. I mentioned I for the for the drunkies that we found the Macaulay tasting and Airbnb experiences. And then long story short, we wanted to do a photo shoot. I was like, Laura, if we're going to do this thing, I feel like we should have a photographer because like we both pop off with pictures. Sure. But like, number one, we can't pop off together uh, because to be because we're usually taking pictures of each other. And like, let's be real. A photographer can do way more than we can. So when I was looking into the Makoli tasting, I ended up finding a photographer in Airbnb experiences who had really good reviews. And oh, my God life-changing like we'll show and talk more about the photography session and we'll share all the pictures that we can because he gave us over 600 pictures it was almost 700 fucking love him uh (laughs) he was so nice he was so great and he like none of us like you know really are like oh let's pose and this like i every time i see like what's his name david sa on tiktok like this is how you pose like a bad bitch i'm like "Mm, i don't know about that so (laughs) So I, he, you know, Hangen, who was our photographer that we found through Airbnb experiences, made us really comfortable. He took some stunning, stunning pictures and that made Laura realize that she really needs to go to the endocrine doctor. And so there's that. It paid off. And it wasn't mm-hmm. super crazy price because the first picture thing that I looked at was flightographer, like flight to photographer. Because I had heard about them before and I had seen other friends like, you know, when you go to another city, you don't know the photographer. So you go through flightographer and you can book them. But uh, them's is expensive. They were <laughs> like almost 300 bucks for 30 minutes for 15 pictures. And I respect photographers. I know that there's a tremendous craft behind it and like it takes time and whatever. But that was simply not within our budget. So we looked at other options and we couldn't be happier with what we got because we got way more than we paid for. I'll say that. And just a little anecdote, just a, we were taking pictures and like we kept on like gassing each other up. We have like, some. Yes, vocab- girl, that's it. Yeah. We have this. some vocabulary that comes from drag queens because we like to watch drag queens, a lot of their content. So um, <laughs> at the end of this session, <laughs> this poor man. <laughs> was literally there's like young korean like <laughs> adorable nice nice man was, I think he was shooting with everybody he was shooting you and he goes that's it <laughs> and we were like this korean man has no idea he's about he's like two minutes away from becoming tracy mattel like two <laughs> minutes away from fully just embracing drag culture and like just going for it he was great he really was great it was amazing i had, had a, a really good time, time. i great time. wish i could keep him so he can gas me up everywhere because yeah. like it was amazing yeah yeah, yeah totally <laughs> and okay now now we can jump to point number 10 which is Our the most point. popular question we have received to date by far <laughs> and it is our budget so laura take it away 
So personal disclaimer before we say anything, Kathy and I are both in our 30s. We have established careers. We don't have very big financial responsibilities. Like kids. Cough, cough, children. We are pretty smart. We are very fiscally responsible. We do have our things here in the air, K-pop. But for the most part, we're very fis- fiscally responsible. We we budget. We spend our money carefully. And because we've been planning for this trip for a long time, we've been saving. We didn't really know when we were going to do it. We have just been saving for a while. And aside from that, in general, we like to be very comfortable. If we're going on a trip, we don't like to be uncomfortable. Like we're not going somewhere new to suffer. We're going there to enjoy ourselves. So with that, we personally spent about $170 a day, each of us on everything like that includes everything except for like a couple of things here and there. Like souvenirs or like creams or like if Laura went somewhere and she bought herself a a beer or something like literally like that. And, and the instances are very small. It also doesn't include our airfare to and from South Korea. Right. But in general, that budget is mid to high range. You can definitely, definitely do it in less. Again, each person has different priorities. So you can figure out what you're willing to give up or splurge on, right? So yeah. when Laura when Laura and I started talking about South Korea, we again agreed immediately that we were gonna start saving money for whenever the trip came up. And we just threw around a number that we were like, let's just go, like, let's just save this amount of money for the trip. Hopefully it covers everything. And that number was $2,500, just so everyone knows very transparently. So we both, over two years, saved that amount of money. Again, not including the airfare. We knew the airfare was probably going to be on its own. The cheapest, we'll say the cheapest we've seen airfare to South Korea since like borders opened back up post-COVID because we started looking since back then. It was around 900 bucks. What I will say is we have another friend currently planning a trip to South Korea next year. And her tip was she's looking to go through Japan because through Japan, the tickets are 600 bucks. And then Mm -hmm. once they're in Japan, they can go to South Korea because I guess South Korea is getting very big with K-pop and and very in demand. Things are happening. So South Korea is a very popular destination right now. So maybe it costs less to go somewhere else uh, like Japan or I don't know, China nearby. And then Mm -hmm. it's a you can you can get creative and looking for a ticket you don't have to look at south korea directly if you are looking to save money and if you don't mind to be traveling for longer in our case we were actually very surprised our flight to korea whenever when we were at the airport in detroit they were asking where was your final destination so they could put specific stickers or check the papers that you needed most of our flight wasn't staying in korea a lot of people were going to thailand a lot of people were going to china a lot of people were going to vietnam like it was just going everywhere. So I guess like that was the best option for the people there. And that was the best option for us. So. Right. And and aside from that, like, like we mentioned earlier, we know each other, like we know ourselves by this point. So for, for example, in hotels, it's not just a place for sleeping for us. We want to be comfortable. We expect a certain level of amenities, like the two twin beds, a bathroom, a private bathroom, um, that kind of stuff. So we spent a little bit more money there. Again, compared to And it to wasn't places, even bad. It wasn't yeah. even bad. Compared to other cities that I've been to or in other countries, it really wasn't that bad for what amenities they gave you. Um, yeah. I believe our Busan hotel was like maybe $55, $60 a night, something like that. Yeah. And it was a really nice hotel. Like, it was. Really Again, nice. in the middle of the financial district like it right. wasn't it wasn't like that we were off in some corner like Laura has said it 75 times and I'm gonna go to 476 we like comfort we like functionality so we were like let's be where the people are like the little mermaid right. let's be close to like the bus station the uh the train station so we don't have to walk like a ton and let's not be away from people. And like, if we have to walk late at night, even though South Korea is a very safe country, we felt safe because we didn't have like a lot of walking in the dark to do, you know, things like that, all the things that you have to consider. So we really didn't pay, like going to a hotel here in Chicago and even Atlanta and New York and LA is way more expensive than whatever we paid in South Korea. Like we did pay the most, like Laura said, the, the highest ticket price on our budget was the flight. 
And that's only because we booked so late and because we booked mm -hmm. Comfort Plus. If not, right. we have we would have been able to get it for cheaper. So Yeah. And it's another part where we could have saved money, but we chose not to. When we were going to the airport, we did take public transport. But for example, when we landed in Busan, we booked a, a car before landing because we knew we were going to land late. We were tired and Exhausted. dead. I don't think we would have been able to figure out anything because we were too tired to Your brain just doesn't anything. work at that time or with that no. jet lag. We didn't sleep on the plane there, yeah. which was horrible. And yeah. and we had been traveling for 28 hours. Yeah. So Laura, I think when we were in Detroit or even yeah. like from here, you were booking the, yeah. the transport from. And it was we looked for cost effective because, again, even mm -hmm. even with the prices, like I think it would have been way more expensive here. It didn't. It wasn't that bad no. for what it was. It was it was, it was an Uber drive to the airport. Because you have to think also like a lot of these stations, and this is something that I added on my last note of something to, to know. So I'll just say it now. Handicapped people are not prioritized no. in most places in South Korea. Like the, the entrances or the just availability of things for handicapped people is not really top of mind. And we're not the first people to say this. We're just someone else sounding off on this. So if you have any sort of handicap, I definitely think that you need to plan your routes in well in advance so that you mm -hmm. know exactly what to expect because bus mm -hmm. drivers don't wait for people. Uh, you know, the train stations have maybe sometimes like one elevator that you have to walk to like through a different entrance and the rest of the thing. So you know going up flights of stairs if you have any sort of disability can be really challenging mm -hmm. and in our case thankfully we we don't have to deal with that because we are fully able but we did like just think of the challenge of being exhausted and carrying mm -hmm. our carry-ons up like up, up or down two or three flights of stairs and then we had to stand in the metro because if it was a uh, traffic hour or whatever mm -hmm. like for an hour if we were going like from seoul to incheon so yeah. just things like that, you have to consider what matters to you. Mm. And, you know, you can get somewhere for 1801 and that's great. And if you are ready to do that, then that's good for you. We use public transport 99% of the time. Right. The only time we use like the Uber was that night in Busan. And the last day when we we're leaving Seoul to come back home, because mostly like, because Laura was down for the for the train still because she does get also motion sick when she's mm -hmm. in cars so she doesn't didn't want to like deal with that but because I had my second degree burn on my leg and my bandages were like hurting me and just walking was painful and just existing was painful I was like mm -hmm. listen I I really can't go up or downstairs right now like I've done enough like I, I the mm -hmm. I, I burned my leg literally halfway through the trip so all of yeah. our, all of the time that I spent in Seoul I was in pain and I was like, you know what, we're, we're in Seoul It's a once in a lifetime experience. Like, even if I come back, it's going to be a completely different trip. So, you know, brave through it and, and, and did what I could. But the last day I was like, I'm not, I'm not yeah. going up and down, carrying all the heavy shit that we had at that point, we had three yeah. bags. So yeah. So just, you just have to be self-aware yeah. and be aware of the prices and see what you're willing to spend on or whatever yeah. and then incidentals like the day that we uh in Tegu right. had to pay extra for the train the like train four station. times the price so yeah just have and, put money for that and just really once you get to south korea it's not that expensive there's at all there's things for every budget for example we used to in busan we used to like to see the sunset in like the different beaches and we would buy two bottles of soju or was it just one? I think it was one bottle of soju and one bottle of soda. Cups. Two cups with ice. And maybe two a snack snacks. if you wanted something. And it was five bucks. So like really. Or we, when we, when we, in Jeju, when we went to the convenience store after the, 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 the park, we like bought gimbap. We bought like juice, the strawberry milk, the snack, yeah. whatever. It was 7,001. Like. Yeah, you can get so much like with so little. So like if you're going to South Korea and like, let's say you have a super limited budget, you could eat just convenience store food. Like, let's say, you know, because we also weren't eating three meals a day, like because of no. whatever we were doing. So if you have, let, let's say, like one really strong meal a day and then the rest of the time you can have like snacks, it's way cheaper than here to, to yeah. be fed and to be yeah. full. Like and like, it feels healthier, too. Yeah, I now I understand why a lot of people that we see on like these shows say they don't really cook 
the food is delicious and it's really not that expensive we couldn't figure out the delivery at the hotel that one day. oh my we god have to talk about that too yeah just no some hotels have restrictions like our food our hotel didn't even have room service because mm -hmm. i guess they don't want the smell of food in the rooms so they also didn't allow delivery and figuring out the delivery app was a mission so yeah. that could be a thing too it's but you'll figure it out like it's it's yeah. it's okay yeah. If, if any of these things are stopping you, don't let them. It's not yeah. worth it. Just do the best you can and you'll have a great time. So that concludes our two-parter episode. And with that, we've shared the top 10 things you need to know to have a successful South Korea trip. Thank you for listening. If you guys have any more questions, you can reach out to us in any of our socials at MIA2K Podcast. Like we've mentioned during these two episodes, we will be dropping multiple blogs about our experiences and our tips and tricks so if you're interested in that if you're a reader like me go check it out and on our and socials you can find lots of footage of what we did every single day and we're also probably going to put together an itinerary of our trip so if you're interested in that please look out for that information dropping soon as well Thank you for enjoying these episodes with us. We are so glad to be back and to share our experience with you so that you can go and plan uh, an amazing trip for yourself as well. And if you want to take us with you, like by all means, we are looking for excuses to go back. So please. if I can say that this is a work trip, yeah, that's great. For me, let's, so. let's do it. Let's do it. So thank you thank all you for listening. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the MIA2K podcast. We have lots of great content coming up ahead. So please don't forget to follow and subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And if you enjoyed our episodes, please rate us five stars. And for the real time tea, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook by searching for at MIA2K podcast. Dale. Bye.